An absolutely embarrassing loss for the Arizona State Sun Devils against the Oregon State Beavers. We're going to talk about it real quick, wash our hands, and move forward because, ladies and gentlemen, it's hate week. So let's cover this game quickly and then forget about it on this edition of the Locked On Sun Devils podcast. Our Locked On Sun Devils, your daily podcast on the Arizona State Sun Devils. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, all you crazy Sun Devil fans. What's going on? My name is Richie Bradshaw, and I will be your guide for everything Arizona State Sun Devils on the Locked on Sun Devils podcast. Thank you guys so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember to check the podcast out wherever you get your podcasts, including YouTube, if you want to see us in a visual platform. Of course, wherever you're getting those podcasts, hit like and subscribe. Turn on notifications and get an update whenever we post new content to stay in touch with that content. Follow me on Twitter. You can get me at RichieBrads36, and you can find the podcast as well. At LO underscore Sun Devils. All right, guys, we gotta we gotta talk about this game once and then just move on because there is a whole lot of nothing to talk about with this game for Arizona State playing the previously ranked number twenty three Oregon State Beavers. They will be updated on their rankings tomorrow night, where they should move up now that they're an eight and three football team. The Sun Devils struggle against the Beavers. In Corvallis, in Tempe, typically they don't have any issues. However, this is a pretty gosh darn good Beavers team. Eight, They were 7-3 and three coming into this game. They had a high-scoring offense and a really good defense that not a lot of people gave enough credit to. And they absolutely showed out against the Sun Devils where they were able to bring down Trenton Borgay several times, or I guess they only got him once for a sack, but they were just all over him, harassed him all day, took away just about everything that the Sun Devils wanted to do offensively. You had a really good day out of X Valade, not a surprise to anyone. Outside of that, the Sun Devils had less than 200 yards of offense from players not named X Valade. Trenton Borgay looked, I'll call a spade a spade, as the famous Richie Bradshaw said several times, he looked bad. Trent Borgay looked really bad in this game. He was averaging less than four yards per attempt. He was averaging just over six yards of completion. He went 20 of 32 for 122 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions, and an inability seemingly to throw past the sticks and challenge the defense. Oregon State has a really good defense. They've got ball hawk players in that secondary. So I understand the unwillingness to challenge them deep, right? But at the same time, you still need to be able to make plays. And they just did not do that against this defense. And again, like you can you can credit the Beavers all day long. But at some point, you as a team also need to realize that you need to start making better decisions. And Arizona State was not making good decisions. And once again, their third down efficiency was terrible. They were 5 of 14 on the day, so just over 33%. And went for it on fourth down four times. Got two of them, solid 50%. But there was a lot of questionable play calling. Some of the play calling truly just left your head scratching. And you were wondering like what the point of that even was. 
there was like a fourth down and nine at some point in the game. I can't remember when it was. And it got, it got brought up in the press conference to Sean Aguano and coach just said, you know, we had nothing to lose. We might as well have gone for it. And while I can appreciate that philosophy at this point in the year, your play calling is still just mind boggling to me. They're not challenging the defense in this game. There, there was just so much hesitancy to do anything offensively past 10 yards. They failed to get Elijah Badger involved, who has proven to be a great number one receiver for the team and had a shot for a thousand yards. It is going to take a massive game against the U of A Wildcats in order for Badger to eclipse a thousand yards at this point. But he had been playing so hot over the last month and a half for Arizona State. And they just could not get him involved. He had four catches for 16 yards, a long of nine yards. They couldn't figure it out. And that's inexcusable when you have a receiver of Badger's caliber. You need to get him the ball. And ideally, you need to get it to him down the field where he's proven he is a more than capable weapon for you. Jalen Conyers had a strong day. Cam Johnson had a strong day. Both of them, uh, six catches, 49 yards for Conyers and three catches for 26 yards for Johnson. Uh, Brian Thompson is still not being involved anymore for the Sun Devils, which I have a problem with because he was looking like a pretty nice difference maker for the team. But this is now consecutive weeks where he just has been a non-factor for the Sun Devils. And I don't understand it. It just felt like your biggest playmakers weren't given an opportunity in this game. I mean, Valaday only ran the ball 13 times and he still was averaging like nine yards a carry. So why he didn't double that to be in that 20 plus carry range is beyond me. I don't understand it. You just, it felt like you knew what you were good at doing offensively in this game and you completely abandoned it. You refused to get Elijah Badger more involved. You didn't challenge the sticks. You didn't challenge the secondary entirely. Everything was underneath for the Sun Devils. There were several times where you were throwing short of the chains when you needed to move. You can't do that and expect to win football games. That's just inexcusable. But then you don't give Valaday enough touches. He only touched the ball 16 times in this game. 13 running, 3 receiving. That that can't happen. He's got to get the ball more than that. When he has proven to be your best playmaker. This is a thousand yard runner for the Sun Devils now, by the way. He is a thousand yard runner for the Sun Devils. 16 touchdowns on the year. But they're not using him as much as they should be. This is a guy who should be just an absolute bell cow for you. And instead, it feels like you roll with him when you want to. And you don't want to commit an entire game plan to him. And it's baffling to me because he can be such a massive difference maker for you. And they just, it feels like they don't want to use him that way. I don't understand it. But we're going to go ahead and hop into our first break here. And then when we get back, we'll go ahead and talk about the deficiencies that the defensive side of the ball had for Arizona State. But first, I want to talk to you about our friends over at Simply Safe. Now, guys, 
If you've thought about securing your home with home security, but you've been putting it off, you'll want to listen up right now. Right now, Locked On listeners can order the number one Simply Safe home security system for 50% off. This is the biggest offer of the year, and you won't want to miss it. Here's why I love it it's 24 7 protective services. I constantly have supervision over my house, I have control over the cameras and where they're placed. And I'm only going to get notified if the threat is deemed something serious. So it's not a blow in the wind, a gust that's getting 911 called. No. Instead, they have some of the best professional monitoring ever with Fast Protection. In an emergency, 24-7 professional monitoring agents use Fast Protect technology exclusively from SimpliSafe to capture critical evidence and verify the threat is real so you can get priority police response. SimpliSafe is a whole home security with advanced sensors for every room, window, and door. HD security cameras for inside and outside. Smarter ways to detect motion that alert you when a threat is real and even hazard sensors that detect fires, floods, and other threats to your home. SimpliSafe was named the best home security system of 2022 by U.S. News and World Report a third year in a row. Don't miss your chance to save big on the only security system I recommend. Get 50% off any new Simply Safe security system at simplysafe.com slash locked on, or excuse me, yeah, locked on college. This is their biggest discount of the year, so don't wait. That's simplysafe.com slash locked on college. There's no safe like Simply Safe. Make sure if you guys have not checked out the Locked On Sports Today podcast, that you guys go ahead and make that your second listen of the day. From the games that matter the most to the biggest stories in sports, go beyond the scoreboard and behind the scenes with the local experts and insights only Locked On can provide. Locked On Sports Today, available on this app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Let's take a look over at the defensive side of the ball now. What defense? Arizona State, once again, just got run over. Uh, the Beavers did absolutely everything that they wanted to do. Uh, Damian Martinez, who is a very good running back for the Beavers, just had his way with the Sun Devils. He eclipsed 138 rushing yards, 6.3 yards per carry, and scored twice. He's been on a massive heater lately. It was his fifth consecutive 100-yard game for the Beavers. So don't feel too bad about Damian Martinez running you over. But the rest of the team looked good, too. Ben Goldbrunson, the quarterback for them, was able to move around pretty freely. He recorded 36 rushing yards plus a touchdown of his own. And this is in spite of the fact that ASU was actually able to sack him twice. He was a very nimble runner for the Beavers on the day. They had tons of other guys that were able to give performances for 13 yards, 12 yards, 11 yards, 10 yards. Just little little contributions here and there. Nothing that needs to be exclusively talked about. Jack Velling, the tight end, had a really good day against Arizona State. The Sun Devils just constantly struggle against the tight ends, and this wasn't any different when Velling scored a 35-yard touchdown on the team. It's It just feels like the Sun Devils, one of their Achilles heels when it comes to the program is covering the tight end. That just was no different in this game. And Velling had a good day. Uh, their receiver, Silas Bolden, also had a pretty good day for them. Five catches, 54 yards. Overall, just very efficient for Oregon State. 
they truly didn't have any issues moving the ball any way that they wanted to. They had 221 yards passing through the air and they had 222 rushing yards on the ground. So literally like a 50.01 split for this team. They just did whatever they wanted. 5.3 yards per carry on the ground too. They only committed three penalties, didn't turn the ball over, and they controlled the clock for 34 minutes and 17 seconds. It doesn't get better than that when you're asking for offensive efficiency from the team. This is one of the sorest performances from the defense that I've seen this year. They simply just couldn't get off the field. Don't be deceived by the Beavers only going 5 of 11 on third downs because they truly had no issue just converting on first and second down. It felt like more often than not, they just rolled down the field. It had nothing to do with getting the third down because it felt like they didn't get the third down very often. It felt like they were getting five yards, six yards, seven yards on every play. And when you add that up, you're not getting to third down. So sure, Arizona State technically held the Beavers under 50% on their third down percentage. But I wouldn't feel good about it if I if I was the Sun Devils. 9.2 yards per pass. They were just so efficient with everything they wanted to do. And outside of Damian Martinez, they just got good performances across the board from all sorts of different people. Uh, Ty John Lindsay had a really good day. 42 receiving yards, 13 rushing yards. They had Isaiah Newell had a solid day for them as well. They just were able to get production across the board from everybody. And when you have everybody contributing for you, it's going to be really hard to come up with ways to stop them. That was the case for Oregon State. The Sun Devils weren't able to force a turnover. That's just the second time that that has happened this year. But it is consecutive games now that the Sun Devils defense was not able to get a turnover. Uh, Merlin Robinson looked really, really good in this game. He was able to get another sack for himself, which I believe was sack number two and a half for him on the year. I was going to say three. So technically I'm right. He looked really good. He was flying around the field. He made plays in the backfield. No issue. Uh, Corey Bethley still a really good player still plays with his heart on his sleeve. And sometimes that is going to bite you in the butt and, that felt like the case in this game. Nonetheless, Corey Bethley still had a solid game. Kyle Soli played incredibly frustrated throughout the game. You could just tell that he was pissed off the whole time. And right, wrong, or indifferent, uh, his performance could have been better. And I think if it was better, maybe this is a slightly different game. But overall, the, the defense entirely was just completely outmatched by the Beavers in this game. There's really just no other way to really put it. Let's go ahead and hop into our final break. When we return, we'll go ahead and pick it up with just overall closing thoughts on this game for the Sun Devils before we move on. But first, we got to talk about our friends over at Nissan. Now, our friends at Nissan have come up with the thrilling moment in college football. The thrilling designs behind the new lineup from Nissan are intended to empower drivers and vehicles as capable as the drivers themselves. When I think of unbelievable abilities on the field for this week's thrilling moment, it has to be nothing from this game. But instead, it's hate week. And all I can think about is Keith Poole striking the pose 
up against Chris McAllister. McAllister, who would go on to be a Super Bowl champion and a first-round pick in the NFL draft, was dusted by Keith Poole, a very underrated Sun Devils legend. But in this game, gets a touchdown in the Territorial Cup, 1996. This was our Rose Bowl year with Jake Plummer. Keith Poole gets this catch, takes a little bit of a lick, little bit of a lick from McAllister, gets up, and what's he do? He just gets right in his face and strikes the pose. One of the best moments that the Sun Devils have had in the history of the Territorial Cup, and I thank our friends over at Nissan for providing us with this moment. This segment has been inspired by the thrilling new designs across Nissan's new lineup of vehicles. Pursue what thrills you in the all-new Frontier, Armada, or Pathfinder today. Available now at nissan.usa.com. One more time for me, guys. Check out the Locked On Sports Today podcast if you haven't already. The biggest stories of the day, instant reactions, big game recaps, and of course, the take of the day. Available on the Odyssey app, YouTube, and wherever you get your podcasts. Final closing thoughts on this game before we put it in our rear view forever and just move on and forget about it. Because that's the way that the Sun Devils felt about this game when we talked to Coach Aguano at the end of the game for the final press conference for the final home game of the year. He said, you know, flush this game. We're moving on to U of A. The team felt disinterested in this game, and you could you could tell. The way they talked about it post-game, where they just wanted to move on, it felt like this team had mailed in this game before kickoff. That's exactly the product that you saw on the field. Was a team that mailed it in and just didn't care. They were already thinking ahead to this weekend against U of A. One sense, you can't blame them. This is a huge game. It has nothing to do with bowl stakes because U of A is officially bowl ineligible after losing to Wazoo this weekend. Instead, this is all about pride. This is simply for the cup. A three-win Sun Devils team against a four-win U of A team. There's nothing here but pure hatred for each other. And you know that the Sun Devils were thinking about it. The Sun Devils are riding a five-game winning streak. They want to make it six. They want to go down to Tucson, and they want to keep the cup. They want to hold on to it. They don't want to give it up. They never do. But this year especially, with how bad things have been, the last thing we want now is to give the cup back. They want to hold on to it. And that's been on their minds. And it felt like that was on their minds during this game. It felt like they were more concerned with next week than they were this week. It didn't feel like a prepared team. It didn't feel like the Sun Devils had an interest in this game the way that they should have. These things happen. But it's time to flush it and move on. There's nothing we can do at this point. They lost the game embarrassingly. They were just absolutely handed themselves on a platter for 60 minutes. So it's time to move on. There's nothing we can do about it. It was a bad game. Call a spade a spade, as a famous Richie Bradshaw has said before. Got to move on. 
You got to figure out any positives from this game to take. Mainly Xavier Valade. And you got to figure out what needs to be thrown right in the trash. The biggest question right now, are you going to stay with Trenton Borgay? There's one game left. Borgay was really bad in this game, and you've already benched him once. Is he still your guy? That's what we need to know with this final game coming up. Is he your guy? We're going to learn a lot about this team for 2023 and beyond this week against U of A. We're going to find out what this team is made of. What they want moving forward. There's a lot at stake in this game. We're going to see what this team is made of. But until then, you take this Oregon State game, flush it, and move on. It's a bad game. Very few positives to take away from it. Leave it at that. And that's where we're going to leave it. So thank you guys so much, as always, for making us your first listen of the day. Remember, the podcast is free and available on all platforms, including YouTube. If you want to check us out in the visual platform, wherever you're getting your podcast, hit like and subscribe and turn on notifications so you get an update whenever we post new content. Stay in touch with that content by following me on Twitter. You can get me at RichieBrad36, and you can get the podcast as well at LO underscore Sunnivals. But until next time, guys, you keep it locked right here on Locked on Sunnivals.